Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder, and I'm here to help you rock your hormones and feel great in your body so that you can reclaim more energy, vitality, and joy and become the CEO of your health. Let's jump on in. Hey, one more thing. I have been wanting to share with you my current obsession. Honestly, it is a household obsession because my husband Alex turned me on to Paleo Valley's keto-friendly grass-fed beef sticks made from local sustainable farms. Now, as you know, I am not a fan of snacking, but sometimes when you are on the go or especially traveling, it's critical to have something that is healthy and easy to eat on hand. And for me, protein is a must to not only support my metabolism, but to keep me fuller throughout the day. And let me tell you, they taste amazing and are perfect for an on-the-go protein snack made with organic spices. Now, my personal favorite is teriyaki, but my husband's favorite is jalapeno because he loves a little spice. Now, the beef and turkey sticks are also fermented so that they contain great gut probiotics too. Now, because I know you and your family are going to love them as much as we do, Paleo Valley has given me an awesome promo code to share with you so that you can try these amazing beef sticks whenever you need a healthy protein-rich snack without the added sugar or preservatives. So use promo code Dr. Marisa, that's D-R-M-A-R-I-Z-A, and get 15% off your order at paleovalley.com. Now I'll have the link and the promo code in the show notes for this episode, which is 307. Try them today for you and your entire family. You're going to love them. All right, let's get in it. One of the most important areas of our health that is often overlooked until it's too late is maintaining stable blood sugar and insulin levels. Now, current research points to unstable blood sugar levels being a root cause for metabolic dysfunction, belly fat, stomach weight gain, along with chronic conditions like cancer, cardiovascular disease, and dementia. Given the importance of maintaining stable blood sugar levels throughout the day, I'm going to share with you tools and hacks to block that feared blood sugar spike that happens at 30 minutes up to two hours after you consume carbs and or sugar. Yes, it can take two hours for that spike to happen. And when you drink that frappuccino or you have that sundae with dessert, even if it's a gluten-free brownie, it may take up to 36 hours or more to actually fully recover and get you back down to a normal fasting blood glucose. I know because I have tested it and that was definitely the case for me. Now what's important, as I mentioned before, that we keep our blood sugar levels stable throughout the day, especially at night when our blood sugar levels tend to go up easier and longer. Yes, even longer than two hours in some cases. Blood sugar spikes are more prevalent at night because we are naturally more insulin resistant around 5 p.m. and later. Now, although each of us are very different, these recommendations will optimize your blood sugar and metabolism, especially as we get older and we become more naturally insulin resistant. This is the case definitely for us as women. When we hit endoperimenopause into menopause, we lose estrogen, that major queen bee hormone that is driving so much, but also driving insulin sensitivity. And when that hormone goes away as a natural process of what happens, we become less metabolically flexible and we 
become more insulin resistant. And that is definitely just kind of the perfect storm for stubborn weight gain, belly fat, and really no energy, sluggishness. I mean, all these symptoms are related to low metabolic function. Now, if you want to dive into more episodes on insulin resistance specifically and metabolic health, check out episode 293, How Stress Contributes to Insulin Resistance, Diabetes, and Stubborn Weight Gain, and episode 274, Why Are So Many Women Struggling with Insulin Resistance and Poor Metabolic Function? Now, I have a lot of other episodes on metabolism, blood sugar, even regarding our menstrual cycles, our reproductive health. You can definitely go check out those episodes as well on the Essentially You podcast, but these two are the most connected to today's episode. All right, I want to jump right into it. I'm going to share my five surefire hacks to keep your blood sugar stable and your metabolism humming. Let's go with number one. Eat your biggest meals at breakfast and lunch. Eat your smallest meal at dinner. Now, due to our 24-hour clock, our circadian rhythm, we burn more calories during the day than in the evening. Now, when we eat big carbohydrate-laden meals with dessert at the end, our body and our liver has to store that sugar and turn it into fat. And that is because insulin is a fat storage hormone. So when we eat that big, big dinner, have the dessert, have the potatoes, the bread, all the whole thing, have a couple glasses of wine, we're not actively moving our body at that time of the night. Most of us aren't, right? We're not, you know, running around, doing chores. We're not as metabolically active. Our bodies are just naturally not as metabolically active because we're supposed to be winding down, getting ready for bed. You're just kind of calming the system. And so what ends up happening is more insulin has to pour into the bloodstream to grab up that glucose. Your cells just don't need it because they're not doing stuff that's active. And so your liver ends up having to take on that burden. And ultimately, because the liver can only store so much glycogen, it converts it over to triglycerides. And that's why 100 million of us have fatty liver of some form or another. I did a full episode, I think last Friday on that topic, if you want to dive back into that. But that's the deal. That's why I want to recommend if you can do your smallest meal at dinner. And if you're not able to do so, then definitely have dinner earlier. Ideally, you want to have dinner or eat your last meal or your snack, whatever that may be, three to four hours before bedtime, ideally before 7 p.m. Now, by eating three hours before bed, your body has enough time to digest that meal, break down all that sugar, everything that was in that meal, and then give your body a break to go into restore mode while you sleep. Now, we need that restore mode because your brain needs to go and clear house. It usually needs a three to four hour break between the last thing that you ate to fully remove excess toxins and junk from working so hard that day, like there's amyloid plaques and proteins and these types of tangles, well, they end up leading to things like dementia down the road. So we wanna make sure your brain has all the time in the world, all of its resources to go and clean up shop. Number two, include protein with every meal and eat protein and fats before carbohydrates ideally. Now protein will give your metabolism a boost thanks to a process called thermogenesis where your body uses about 10% of its calorie intake for digestion alone. Because it takes longer to burn protein than carbs or fat, your body uses more energy absorbing the nutrients in a high protein meal. Hence why I love the Paleo Valley beef sticks because that is just a nice easy way to get some protein. Now, protein also blunts a big sugar rise when consumed before and during a meal. 
Even though protein contains no glucose, it triggers off a first phase insulin response that occurs so fast that it keeps your blood sugar from rising at a higher rate later and reduces the amount of total insulin you need to handle a meal. So I want you to also consider, and so just, just really break this down. So if you can eat protein, let's say 15 minutes prior to eating carbs, or you could have like a little protein snack before your meal, you are gonna be able to reduce the amount of insulin you're gonna use during the meal. Now, if you can't do that, because I get that there's a lot of strategy and it doesn't always work out that way, it definitely doesn't always work out that way for me at all with a baby, what I do is I always make sure that I start eating my protein first. I always have healthy fats and I always have a lot of fiber, which I'm gonna get to in just a second, in my meal to slow down the digestive process in case there are carbs inside of my meal that day. So also consider increasing fiber at every single meal. Now you know my hormone loving trifecta of foods is healthy lean protein, healthy fats like olive oil, avocado, nuts, and also fiber. Fiber in the forms of green leafy veggies, the color of the rainbow, right? A salad is a great option for fiber. A great green smoothie is a great option for fiber. So just a heads up. So let's talk a little bit about increasing that fiber intake. So soluble fiber in particular can help control blood sugar spikes. It dissolves in water and to form a gel-like substance to help you absorb carbs in the gut. Basically, it helps to like create that absorption so that it's not hitting the bloodstream super hard. This results in a steady rise and fall of blood sugar rather than a spike, which is what we want. Fiber can also make you feel full, reducing your appetite and food intake. Personally, I add fiber to my green smoothies every single morning, and I also eat a salad before my biggest meal of the day. A small salad before a big meal will help you soak up all the starch and sugar from the meal and slow down the blood sugar increase. That's what you wanna do, right? We wanna have that little salad that will actually blunt the blood sugar response. Lastly, consider eating lightly cooked vegetables during the meal to slow down digestion of a meal because it takes a long time to break those down too, and it'll help soak up that sugar. So add fiber with every single meal. I mean, honestly, if you just do the protein, healthy fats, and the fiber-driven veggies, you are all good to go. But I get that carbs come into play or sugar comes into play. So this is going to really help you. Number three, walk 20 to 40 minutes after meals, especially dinner when you are more insulin resistant. Now, research has shown that walking after eating improves blood sugar management Oh my gosh, it's probably the biggest game changer. I don't know why it's number three. It should be number one on this list. I always love to start with nutrition. That's a big part of what I always believe to be true, that food is medicine. Hence why I am obsessed with my 14-day detox, which is literally starting in a week, which is so, so exciting. But the big, big needle mover is gonna be walking 20 to 40 minutes after a meal. If you can walk 20 to 40 minutes after every single meal, oh, you will keep your blood sugar levels in great condition. And if you're gonna have dessert, like if you're gonna go and get ice cream or gelato, I remember going to Italy on many trips and eating gelato while we walked, and I didn't really know at the time, I knew it could help a little bit, but I had no idea it could help so much. So if you're gonna have dessert, have dessert while you're walking. <laughs> That'll definitely help to blunt that sugar spike. I just wanted to share that with you, especially if it's an ice cream or something like that where it's easy to walk around, definitely do it. So here's the deal. What we know, based on the current data, the ideal time to walk is immediately following a meal. At this time, your body is still working to digest the food that you just ate, allowing you to obtain benefits like improved digestion and blood sugar management. 
while walking after any meal is great. The best thing to do is to take a walk directly after dinner. That's gonna make the biggest difference because that is when we become the most prone to big blood sugar spikes. All right, number four, it's one of my favorite hacks if you're down to do it. Take one ounce of apple cider vinegar 30 minutes before a meal to blunt a blood sugar spike. So consuming apple cider vinegar or any vinegar for that matter, but let's just do apple cider vinegar because there's so many other side benefits to the gut. It has been linked to weight loss, cholesterol reduction, antibacterial properties, and it controls blood sugar. Several studies show that consuming vinegar can increase the insulin response and reduce blood sugar spikes. So it also helps to lend to insulin sensitivity. That's number four. Number five, and I've got a bonus too, so no worries. Include magnesium, chromium, and berberine into your daily supplement regimen. Studies have both shown that chromium and magnesium can be effective in controlling blood sugar spikes. Berberine has been used in traditional Chinese medicine for thousands of years. Some of its uses include cholesterol reduction, weight loss, and blood sugar control. Studies have shown that it can reduce blood sugar spikes by 25% after you eat it. Berberine does this by reducing the amount of sugar produced by the liver and increases insulin sensitivity. It has also been found to be effective as some drugs used for type 2 diabetes. In step five, I'll be sharing the benefits of added specific nutrients and supplements to aid in boosting metabolic function. So I'm gonna get to that in just a second. But just note that these three are major players when it comes to supporting blood glucose. Now, when it comes to magnesium and chromium, you can take them whenever. I take chromium every single day. I take magnesium in the evening. But if you want to use berberine as an opportunity to reduce blood sugar spikes by 25%, you wanna take it directly before a meal, which is usually like 30 minutes prior to a meal. So I'd recommend taking it 30 minutes prior to dinner or whatever the most carb heavy meal is gonna be. Now as a bonus, I wanna talk about how to reduce your sugar intake. Research suggests that most Americans eat between 55 to 92 grams of added sugar daily, which is the equivalent of 13 to 22 teaspoons of table sugar each day, representing about 12 to 16% of our daily caloric intake. Now, the World Health Organization recommends that less than 5% of calories come from added sugar for optimal health. Ooh, we are not doing well there. Most added sugars in the American diet come from sugary drinks, sodas, sport drinks, energy drinks, sweetened teas, and other things. So swapping out sugary drinks for sparkling water, I actually have a sparkling water here with a squeeze of lime right in front of me, teas, coffee, matcha, and water. That's what we drink. We literally drink those things, sparkling water, teas, coffee, matcha, and water. And I've had matcha today, I've had water today, and I've had sparkling water today. The next thing that gets us in trouble is grains and dairy-based desserts, such as cakes, pies, donuts, even ice creams, right? I know those are definitely dairy-based. And that accounts for more than 18% of the intake of added sugar that we get. So swap out desserts for warm tea with almond milk, dark chocolate, like Hue chocolate. I'm obsessed with Hue chocolate. I love it. It's dairy-free, all kinds of soy lectin-free, all the things free. Berries and coconut whip, you can even make it from scratch without any sugar. Peaches and other fresh fruit with cinnamon, especially apples right now. Pomegranate seeds, those are just some really great options that you can bring in. Now snacks are another area where hidden sugars are found. So ideally avoid snacks that are giving your body a break from digestion and metabolism. So if you need a snack, consume snacks that are focused on protein and fat, such as no sugar added beef sticks, like I mentioned earlier from Paleo Valley nuts and seeds, hummus and veggies, nut butters, and vegetables. 
Now, I recognize how challenging this can be to get on, like to just handle, right? To reduce your sugar. So if you're finding yourself more addicted to sugar than you would like, or you would like to have more food freedom, I have the solution. I mentioned it a second ago. This is my last call for my fall detox group starting October 12th. I know you've been thinking about it. I know you've been thinking, I need to do it, but can I do it, right? You can do it. I promise you we've had thousands of people rock it out and you can rock it out as well. So let me talk a little bit about this program before. I know I've mentioned it before, but I want to just quickly mention it. This program eliminates all inflammatory foods, gives your gut and your liver the incredible, the best opportunity to heal and reverse the damage. But probably my favorite thing about this 14-day reset is the benefits to your metabolism, insulin, and blood sugar. 14 days, and that's it, just 14 days. I know you thought it would take six months or 30 days or 90 days, but no, 14 days is literally the amount of time to see the big transformation. Now, do I recommend that you continue this if you're seeing ridiculous results? Uh, yes, but 14 days, I'll tell you what, it will reverse issues that you have that you've been dealing with for years. So it'll transform your fasting blood glucose. It will speed up your metabolism. And that's why most people lose 18 to 11 pounds and have lost more. My husband has lost 19 pounds on the program in 14 days. I have a best friend who lost 22 pounds. My mom has lost 11 pounds. Like, you know, there are so many people that end up losing way more weight than that. And here's the thing is it's not designed to be a weight loss program at all. But if we have a lot of inflammation and we have a broken metabolism and we have crazy whacked out blood sugar levels, we're never going to get to a place where we're able to lose that stubborn weight. But if you give your body the opportunity to actually stabilize and start to heal and start to like get rid of the inflammation, oh my goodness. It's like that. An example. Have you ever come out of like a crazy, crazy kind of binging party celebratory weekend and you get on the scale on Monday and it's up three to five pounds, right? For two days of doing whatever you were doing, right? Champagne, whatever, big, big meals, you know, carb laden, lots of lots of desserts, whatever that looks like for that weekend. But then you get on the scale on Wednesday and you've dropped at least three of those pounds, right? Maybe even four of them. And that's because on Monday, that's all that inflammatory weight. That's all that excess salt weight, all that just yucky weight that your body is like trying to work out, right? So give yourself 14 days to do a major reset where we remove all the big offenders. And oh my goodness, your body is like, let me clean this up now. That's what the 14 day program is all about. So we have hundreds of people already doing it. If you are ready to take back your health and heal with food, join the hundreds of us who are doing it together as a community. I cannot wait to cheer you on. I am so involved in this program. You will see me pretty much every day. So if you're ready to join, you want to at least go check it out. Go to drmarisa.com slash detox. I also have payment plans starting as low as $24.50. Literally, you can change your health for as low as $24.50. Cheaper than a Starbucks run with your family. So join today. Grab your detox buddy to do it with you or let me be your detox buddy. Let's do it together. I cannot wait. Again, the link will be in the show notes for this episode 307 or go to drmarisa.com slash detox. I can't wait to see you there. 
Thank you so much for listening in to the Essentially You podcast today. This show is all about providing tools to rock your hormones and to have you feel amazing in your body. Now, if there's someone in your life that needs to hear this episode today who needs the five hacks plus the bonuses to block blood sugar spikes, holler at them, let them know about this show, let them know about this episode, take a moment, screenshot this, send it on over to them, or better yet, Share it with everybody. Share it on social. That way we continue to spread the word about hormone literacy. And if you share it on social, hashtag hormone literacy or hormone CEO. Now coming up on Tuesday, I have invited dear friend, Dr. Elena Villanueva, and we're talking about what is trauma and what it does to make us sick. I'm really excited for this episode. I've been looking for a trauma expert for quite some time. I believe that trauma and unresolved trauma is like not only very insidious, but also one of the most intangible root causes that drive illness in us today. So we're going to be diving into that even deeper on Tuesday. Until then, have an amazing weekend.